Good morning, y'all. This is Mrs. Wellington and Mr. Drew, and we are here for Study Hall, the podcast. And we have a very special guest here with us today, Mr. Shane Hinton. He um, is known as the one of the WCTI meteorologists. I'm not sure the status of that right now. We're going to talk to him about that in just a few minutes. But before we get started, anybody have any homeroom announcements or anything of that sort? Um, just science, but all seventh graders you can find it to not under normal time. Okay, so seventh graders, if you did not hear, just to be sure, you all will be going to your um, class at two science. for science, not the regular time. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do they do during like the regular time? time and now Lexia time? Okay, cool. Yay. Oh, yes, ma'am. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hello. In the meeting. Make co-host. And who else needs to be made a co-host? Okay. I don't want that power. You don't want that power? <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. So you got the co-host now? Thank you, ma'am. All right, so um, eighth grade, any student shout-outs? No, not yet. Weaver. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no? All right. We're all moving like it's Friday. Okay. So, Mr. Hinton, let's get to it. So, I was doing um, some researching, and I found out something super cool. Okay. I was totally unaware that you are from Princeton. Yes, I am uh, a local boy. I am only about from an hour, hour 15, what, from New Bern, I believe, in Princeton. Good old Johnson County, good joke up. Yes, well, I'm from Kenley, so that oh, just makes it. Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hold on just a second. Something's wrong with my sound. I can't hear anything, y'all. I'm having my sound up. My sound is all the way up. I don't know. That's the craziest thing. I might have to slide over here with you, Drew. you I was unmuted and everything on my computer I don't know what's going on whenever we have someone important it does it does crazy stuff. So, <laughs> yeah, you're fine how did you become interested in weather during middle school sure thing so um it was about seventh grade uh I participated in science olympiad uh so I know it like varies from region to region uh, so I always give like the the quick summary of it the after school science competition um, my middle school science teacher, she was like the head coach of it at the time. And whenever I had joined, uh, you get assigned to a specific category or several specific categories and you start studying about them. Um, and then you compete at regional, state levels, just a variety of levels. And my uh, science teacher just said, you know, what? I think meteorology, I just have a feeling that meteorology is going to be right for you. So I'm going to put you in the meteorology uh, category. And she just hit the nail on the head. And uh, ever since like that first day studying it, I just fell in love. And uh, 
did the competitions, did well in the competitions, and realized the reason that I was doing well was because I was actually interested and invested in the material that I was learning about. So um, I used to be terrified of storms whenever I was in elementary and early middle school, but then when I learned more and more about them, uh, I realized there was less to be afraid of and more to really appreciate and be fascinated by. So it all started uh, thanks to an after-school science program and um, that lovely middle school teacher, Miss Elizabeth Logan, I gotta give her a shout out. Okay, cool. Um, so now, once you became unafraid of storms, did you do did you do any like storm chasing or any of that? I did not do any storm chasing because I knew my mother would have killed me. Um, no, I always leave the storm chasing up to the professionals. Okay. I had a few friends while I was in college that uh, they would forecast. I, I went to the University of Miami, so we are at the the southern southern tip of Florida, and some of the there was a club on campus, one of the weather clubs, and it would forecast the right conditions for severe weather. And if it said the, the severe weather what potential was in Mississippi, one night they just loaded up in the car and drove to Mississippi from Miami, even though they had class the next day, and they drove overnight, went, and then drove back to be back the next day. And I was like, I'm going to leave that all up to you guys. <laughs> Not only because we're dry, we're doing this at night, uh, but because I had tests the next day. So I never was one to personally storm chase, uh, but I do like to acknowledge it and admire a storm from a storm from afar. Let's say that. <laughs> so did they make it back for class the next day? Oh, they did, but they looked like death. <laughs> all right. And I don't know if they had a test or not, but if they had tests or homework, I don't know how well they did on said test or homework. Right. Um, so I saw that you went to the University of Miami and you did your internship at WTVJ and it was about proficiency of forecast models. Um, yes. Tell me about that. I think that's fascinating. Sure thing. So my master's program was very unique and um, interesting in the way that instead of writing uh, a very long thesis and paper, um, that maybe few people would ever read. Instead, you had to participate in an uh, internship that was directly within your field of study. So since my master's degree was specifically in broadcast meteorology, I had to um, complete my internship at a studio. And um, I had the, a, a wonderful privilege of getting to participate at WTVJ, which is uh, NBC6 Miami. And um, in addition to just kind of like studying the day-to-day -day process for their meteorologists, see what the different shifts consist of, uh, I had to implement some kind of project that would have been useful in that environment. So I realized since the station was a South Florida station, it would be interesting to see how a meteorologist could save time um, when forecasting, because when we go into to work every day, and we're forecasting for our specific area, um, you are looking at a variety of models. You are looking at um, maybe like four or five different models for rain and uh, the same for temperature and wind and cloud cover. And I realized that that could sometimes take, a, uh, take up a lot of time. Um, so what any meteorologist does whenever they, they work in an area, they realize and recognize and study which forecast models work best for each specific component or um, portion of a forecast. So temperature, wind, um, rainfall chances, uh, cloud cover, things, just a variety of things like that. 
So for my specific project, I um, focused in on which models were most effective for each of those components, specifically for South Florida. Um, so I would find out like the, the NAM or the NAM model, people call it, it's NAM, but they, they call it a variety of different things. Um, it was better at uh, predicting rainfall, while the GFS model tended to be better uh, whenever I was looking at high and low temperatures, and whenever rain or um, storm system movement, maybe it was more proficient with the, the European model. So it was really interesting to see what worked specifically for that area, because there's not one forecast model that works across the board for every component for every location in the United States. Um, you, you get into your specific market and you have to figure out which model works best for you. It's not a one-size-fits-all situation. Okay, yeah, definitely. Um, so I have a question about like hurricane models. So we have hurricane models from um, pretty much all of the hurricanes past, like back to Hazel, I guess, maybe a little bit before that. Could you take those models and use those to predict like when you see storms coming off, like coming into our area, is that a way to predict what storms will do, or are hurricanes just all over the place? So that's a great question. So with storms, and, and especially tropical weather, no two storms are going to be identical. Now, there are many times, especially in the Carolinas, we're accustomed. We see a storm, and we're like, ooh, that, that's reminding me of Floyd, or ooh, that's looking like what happened with Katrina um, way back in the Gulf. Like, we, we study tropical weather meticulously and we <laughs> we we if there's a path that looks similar we'll be like oh lord it looks like a florence um we we keep our eyes on that very intently however all the conditions are not going to be identical each and every time and there are so many factors and ingredients that go into not only if a storm develops but its strength its path its speed there's a lot that goes on kind of behind the scenes now, that doesn't mean that historical data um, for different storms is useless because, in fact, whenever I um, was in my undergraduate years at, at the University of Miami, I also conducted research or helped conduct research. I did like a portion of, of the research. It was a, a very large team project that spanned farther than just my internship uh, months, but I was helping to plot uh, forecast or um, hurricane track data with past hurricanes, and then we applied forecast models to try and have them kind of re-predict or forecast the path of the storm, and we would change different components of the forecast model. So there's there are a lot of stuff that is uh, even still, I'd say, above my head in the world of physics <laughs> um, that are, are factors in these numerical forecast models or computer forecast models. Uh -huh. And we would go in and change individual things like, oh, we'll, we'll change the heat flux in this model and see what it runs, what, what does the path look like, or we'll see how large the wind field is um, to see, to try and match it to the actual yeah. Um, track and the actual wind field that happened with that storm. So while we can't take a specific storm, like I mentioned Florence, mm -hmm. we see a similar path and we see a similar pattern. We can acknowledge that that pattern is there and we can say, well, it's not out of the realm of possibility because we've seen it before, but it doesn't necessarily mean that we can say, oh, this happened with Florence. This is definitely going to happen with this storm. Right. I, I remember like when Florence said a lot of people comparing it to Floyd. 
mm -hmm. like years before. So, yeah. All right. Um, can you tell me about your Emmy nomination? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> One time Emmy loser, I'd like to I'd like to proudly say. Um, yeah, so that was that was actually for our work during uh, Hurricane Florence. That was that was for a, a large group of people. That was not a sole effort by any stretch of the imagination. All of the work that was done during Hurricane Florence um, at the at WCTI WYDO was a a, a group effort. And, um, so it was in technical achievement uh, because, as as many folks know, we did get flooded out of the station, right? And then we had to kind of be very makeshift um, and very innovative in our approach to providing coverage for for the viewing area. So for a one point, it was all on social media and via Facebook Live and via the web. And then we eventually got a satellite truck that allowed us to, to broadcast in the field. And it was something as simple as taking a cord, plugging it into the car. That cord was then attached to a camera. That camera was wrapped in a trash bag, and we walked around the, the traffic circle in downtown New Bern for three and a half, four hours, and talked about what we were seeing and, and interviewed people on the street. And so that was um, that was our Emmy nomination was in technical achievement for for that specific day. All right. So you were with the WCTI that I saw you came back, and what's your status now? <laughs> so I am currently in the process of studying for my meteorologist seal. Okay. Uh, so just because we get our our degree doesn't mean that you automatically get that that little AMS seal at the bottom of the screen whenever you're watching the news. You have to take uh, a test, uh, a written test, and then you have to submit video forecast footage for like X amount of days back to back, so that they can they can assess whether or not you're proficient as a as a forecaster. So I am currently studying uh, for my SEAL while I am also uh, talking to a few stations right now trying to find that next best fit. Because I did finish my, my contract at WCTI. I made a few fun guest appearances, um, helping freelance for them uh, just to help out with hurricane coverage. Uh, right. But we'll shortly probably be moving out of eastern North Carolina, unfortunately. Oh, that's a bummer. I mean, good for you because you have a very big future ahead of you. But it was so nice. Yeah. I've I've always loved this area. I mean, this is this is home, so it, it's certainly not goodbye. Um, otherwise, my parents would would hunt me down. Right. Drive me back. But um, yeah, it, it's been an absolute honor getting to getting to start my career here in Eastern North Carolina. I couldn't have asked for a better place. Very good. Uh, it's just about time for the children to class. Can they take a seat? Can everyone smile? I want, I want to, can Shane be talking? Yes, that's going to be really fun. Shane, can you talk? Hi, hello. Yourself, mute the, mute the computer. Oh, wait, yes. oh. <laughs> you're good. You're good. Wait, I'm so sorry. No, you're You're fine. still learning all this technical stuff. Hey, I, I every um, kind of 
Zoom experience for me has been very different. So it's been a learning curve for myself. So I, I, I cannot blame you. I commend all of you for being able um, to pull all of this off. It, it is no easy feat. Well, thank you. <laughs> and nothing else is entertaining. <laughs> I feel like every single time I enter one of these and I put it on grid, I feel like I'm a part of the Brady Bunch. Uh -huh. <laughs> like looking down or like left and right at each um each person waving what was that show the celebrity square oh, oh yeah. hollywood squares yeah. i loved that when i was <laughs> <laughs> okay well thank you so much for coming we got to get to class uh best of you would end up doing for your school that you're going to study for Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for having me this morning. And um, yeah, if you ever think of any weather related questions, you've got my info. I'm more than happy uh, to help answer answer any of your, your weather trivia. Maria. Thank you. Have a great day. You're welcome. Bye, guys. Have a great day and a great weekend. You too, thanks.